0: What I wanted to start the show right here something that uh, I think we're going to have a roller coaster ride of a lot of ups a lot of downs. How in the world, Rowdy, do the Wisconsin Badger basketball team? How in the world in what universe do we live in? Does Wisconsin go out there at the Kohl Center, score 75 points and still lose? In what universe do the Badgers score 75 and lose? Good morning, well that's the universe where they give up 78 points and <laughs> it's not the universe I want to live in.
1: Down the stretch gave up a ton of easy baskets.
0: Like when the bat if the Badger score 75 points and lose, that's atrocious. You know there's a big red flag and that red flag would be their defense. It stunk. And can we clear the air on this? The the officiating crew was absolutely abysmal. The the refs were terrible, but I'm not making that the, the excuse. The refs were awful at best that they were poor. It's going to be interesting to see
1: this Wisconsin team once they officially get into the big 10 part of their schedule, because if you watched last night, I thought it showed you that um, when you had some big physical big men, Mm. the boards didn't go very well for the Badgers.
0: No, they were getting worked on the boards. Uh, it, you know, we've had some questions about you know some of the scoring, uh, but you know what Stephen Crowell, uh, Tyler Wall, and Chucky Hepburn combined for 55 of the 75 points. So they were scoring. Also, uh, you had uh, what Connor Siegen scoring in some bunches as well, with 12 points off the bench, and they had Isaac Lindsley, uh with three points. But the bench is very thin, very thin for the Badgers. But yeah, I mean, Rowdy, they got worked on the boards and their defense, like. I mean, I think the defense is an outlier from last night. I hope it is. But, yeah, once you get into the Big Ten play, because there is a lot of Big Ten big men. There's a lot of big men down low, and Stephen Crowell is going to have to, you know, get it going a little bit more
1: well, or the fact that they really only have two legit big men that Greg guard truly trusts. Mm-hmm. Like it's clearly Tyler wall. It's co- clearly Stephen Crowell. But after that, it's like, okay, well Carter Gilmore is in the rotation and Marcus Ilver is in the rotation and Gilmore is what he is. And Ilver is a redshirt freshman who is very thin and probably needs to put on some weight.
0: He's skinny. He's a skinny guy. He's a very skinny guy.
1: I don't know. I was I was actually kind of upset with Chucky e. Hepburn at parts of time during that game. I know that he shot the ball well and that was arguably one he's had really probably two good games so far in the first seven, but man did he take a lot of bad shots.
0: I know, like this is what bugged me a couple of years past about the Wisconsin Badgers as they get into it's called hero ball. It's where they dance around the key, um, you know, just pass around, you know, and then all of a sudden the, the shot clock's, you know, nearing its end, and they you know, huck up some just, like, miraculous pray-to-whatever-God-you-believe-in three-pointer for it to maybe go in. That's, it, it gets annoying. He did switch that one from half court, you know, at the buzzer for halftime, but, yeah, I mean. Well,
1: like, how about the shot at the end of the game? Like, they were they were going in for a foul, and, yeah. <laughs> like, that was a terrible attempt, and
0: it was The end of the game. (laughs) It wasn't the end of the half. It was the end of the game. Well, you know, and Rowdy, you were looking up yesterday where Wake Forest was the Demon Deacons where they were expected to be finished in uh, the ACC. Where did... um...
1: Yeah, so Wake Forest, I've been doing this for all of their non-conference just because I know in the past they've had weak non-conferences. I know in the past that some people have been like, well, look at that non-conference schedule. They should win 10 games. Yeah. They actually played a pretty decent non-conference schedule. Wake Forest for the Big Ten ACC Challenge, depending on what publication you looked at, they were 8-9 to nine in the ACC out of 15 teams. Yeah. So no, in a normal ACC year, if you finish 8th, you're probably a fringe NCAA tournament team. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it was a... Loss to UW-Green Bay <laughs> or a, a loss to some other tiny, terrible school. Yeah,
0: it's a decent school.
1: Wake Forest, Power 5 school, middle of the road in the ACC, probably going to be a fringe NCAA tournament team according to the projections. Yeah,
0: the, now the projections aren't always right. Hell, I mean, we know that from uh, last year with those Scots Badgers when they were finished, what, to finish what, ninth or tenth? But it tenth? was a
1: game on your home court.
0: Yeah, and that's the part about it that drives you nuts because at the Kohl Center, you have that, you know, little magic. And then also you know, the Badgers pride themselves on defense and controlling the tempo of a game. Again, they scored seventy five points and lost. Wake Forest had seventy eight. Now the Badgers were battling back a little bit, you know, and you know, Gardo, we'll get to comments from him a little later, was talking about how he's he's proud of his team. But he said throughout this season they had been inconsistent but found ways to, you know, find their consistency again. But he said throughout the whole game last night, it was just inconsistency and they never were able to find the consistency
1: yeah I could agree with that but I think my biggest thing moving forward is you know the shots are going to come and go right you're gonna have nights where you hit everything and nights where you can't hit anything yeah the defense for the most part so far in seven games has actually been pretty good this this is probably their worst game defensively this is the outlier It's the rebounding and the fact that they only have true two big men that you can consistently feel good about having on the court. Yeah. And they and it's not like Wake Forest had some huge bruising great, you know, big man that it's like, okay, he's going to be a lottery pick. They just had a lot of bigger guys. Yeah, I don't I don't. You know, don't. It's not like I know the ups and downs <laughs> and everything in between of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons roster you don't get your from, pulse on the Deacons from one to fifteen. But I don't know. They they. It looked like they had some big men. It's not like they looked like they were the greatest of big men. But the physicality and just their size looked like it was some issues for Wisconsin, especially when you got out rebounded just in general yeah. by ten boards. Yeah.
0: So so uh, Wisconsin's defense. Uh, was holding opponents to 54 points per game, uh, allowing teams just to shoot 37% from the field. And Wake Forest, you know, they had their way throughout the night. Uh, the Demon Deacons came in averaging 81 points and started the game 9 for 10, going to score 19 points uh, more than any other team headed against the Badgers in a non-overtime game this season So um, to start the game. So for the night, the Demon Deacons shot 53.7%. The Badgers were holding teams to 37%. Um, again, they were holding opponents to fifty-four points. Wake Forest scored seventy-eight. So you hope it's the outlier. You hope it's the, you know not the norm. And and I know Gardo is good at you know crunching down on his team and making them play some good defense. Uh, you know, it, it, kind of an exciting game. At the end, you you sad that they lost. And then there's this rowdy Saturday, in-state rival, the Marquette Golden Eagles, as Wisconsin goes out there to take them on in Milwaukee. What did the Golden Eagles do against the six rated team in the country?
1: Yeah, they played Baylor last night in Milwaukee and they dismantled Baylor. They won by 20 plus points Ooh. and that game was never close. I, I remember, oh, Marquette's playing Baylor. That's sh- that'll be an interesting game to see how good Marquette really is. Knowing that Marquette would be playing Wisconsin this weekend. Yeah. And basically for the first time when I updated it, it was like, oh, Mar- Marquette's up by double digits. Ooh, they're up by
0: 20. They won 96 to 70. Marquette did. Marquette unranked, beat the sixth team in the country. 96 to 70. Wow. So this would be, uh, I mean, this is this is like Marquette's Super Bowl coming up here on Saturday. Wisconsin is like, okay, yeah, you're Marquette. We think about you once a year. Marquette, all they can help about is salivate over what happens to Wisconsin. Uh, but, yeah, this is their Super Bowl on Saturday, uh, their NBA finals. So uh, we'll see what happens here coming up on Saturday. We'll get more into it. Uh, Comments from Gardo uh, around the way. But yeah, and then after the game, if you were a fan in the stands, you could not leave the Kohl Center. Fans were forced to stay in the arena after the game for quite some time. Uh, Earlier in the day, there was, unfortunately, a shooting on State Street. Uh, I don't know if they even caught the suspect as uh, authorities were still looking for him after the game. Uh, Apparently the... Whoever it was got shot. I don't think he died, but doesn't make it right or wrong. I mean, it's wrong, obviously. But yeah, you had to stay in the uh, the coal center. Police eventually gave the all clear to the fans and were uh, able to leave, you know, quickly. But how'd you like that, Roddy? You see your you see your fan or your team lose, and then you're forced to stay in the arena to stew in it because there's some criminal running around outside and the police are trying to find him. Yikes! Yeah, not ideal. Not ideal. But you know, Wisconsin now sits five and two on the year. And uh, what is uh, Marquette? They're 6-2 on the year. So it'll be a big matchup uh, coming up here on Saturday. All right, so Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show. We'll get to that. Uh, Bears reek. Speaking of rivalries, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, Soldier Field. That's going to be a doozy. Um, We'll get to that. And, you know, still kind of in the afterglow of uh, Luke Fickle getting hired by our Wisconsin Badgers. We'll uh, dive more into that, too. We didn't play this yesterday. I wanted to play it today. Uh kind of stemming off a conversation you're having off air. So Chris McIntosh, we had Luke Fickle comments in an introductory press conference. We were talking about that. We never really got to Chris McIntosh and what he had to say. So I wanted to bring that up with you guys. So uh, the one person that you, know, you feel for the most here is what? Jim Leonard, right? So Chris McIntosh was fielding a lot of questions about, you know, Jim Leonard. So, uh, first, he talked about McIntosh. That was, he had to then also apologize to the team for the situation that he put him in. So,
2: you know, the experience that these kids on this team had this year isn't one that I would wish on anyone. It's been extremely difficult. And that's why, you know, I said earlier how proud I am of the way of the approach they took. And, you know, when we met with them last night, I I recognized and, and I apologized for the decisions that I have made that have contributed to the challenges of this season. And um, that just can't be overlooked.
0: I, now, RJ, you've had a lot of experience with, you know, you were with the team for five years and you've been on, you know, helping out with recruiting visits and et cetera and whatnot. And yeah. such as some would say, what, <laughs> getting jerked around if you're a kid in this program, like especially if you're like an incoming one, I mean, yeah. it's part of the beast, but. And not only that, I mean, if you've
3: listened to the Kenny and Heilprin emergency podcast. Kenny, um, And Zach kind of explains how it was explained to him of walking down, being led down a path only to find out your boss has his arm around the guy who took your spot yeah. rather than it being you.
0: Yeah, you're walking down the road. You think that road ends in, you right. know, you getting the job and all of a sudden you get to the end of your journey and this someone's courting someone else. Yeah. And. Uh, from the sounds of it,
3: it really sounds like there was no communication between the athletic director and the interim football coach yeah. whatsoever.
0: And it's—I t- mean—that's tough because that's that's a Wisconsin guy who has been with the program for quite some time was put in a very bad situation this year to mm-hmm. be the head coach yeah. or interim head coach. And then McIntosh says the toughest thing for him was making decisions that negatively impacted the guys he cares and loves about. Here you go.
2: You know, the toughest thing for me throughout this entire process was decisions that affect people who I love and care about and I respect. You know, clearly, uh, Jimmy is, is squarely in that category, but our entire staff, I mean, I have teammates on the staff. And um, it's not lost upon me uh, the, impact that, the impact that that has on those families. So I
0: would love to have been a fly on I mean, the wall. On him talking to Jim Leonard.
3: Probably some choice words there. I uh, think or no speaking whatsoever.
1: <laughs> you can you can argue about URI the optics and how we went about doing it and if it was the right thing to do or maybe he should have done it this way. But man, I gotta kinda give it to Chris McIntosh. Like he went all in yeah, to make totally. this program to try and raise the level of this football program. He went out and he got the coach and he paid the coach. And it looks like they're willing to pay for staff for the coach and recruiting. So I can't, you might be able to knock (laughs) McIntosh for maybe the way he went about it, but man, did he go all in for the university of Wisconsin, Madison and this football program because if there was ever going to be a time that it gets elevated and that they're going to start winning and recruiting more and it's now, and Uh. he's the one that he could have made the safe hire and said, you know what? Jim Leonard is a Wisconsin guy. You know, they're probably what separated by a handful of years. So they're probably somewhat close. They know each other for sure. He could have had the easy answer and said, yep, we're going to hire the Wisconsin guy. He was the interim coach. But he didn't.
3: No. But it, it nobody's arguing that point. It's the fact that he never communicated that with anybody throughout the process that was already involved in the team. He had to apologize for the way he handled himself.
0: I, and yeah. like I'm not faulting. I mean it's a cutthroat it's a cutthroat right. business and it's a cutthroat move. But if
3: you know hey, if if there was a time where Fickle said, Yes, I'm coming let somebody know because up until saturday night I mean, it sounds like jim everybody leonard's. involved except the
0: athletic director knew jim leonard Did wasn't going to be the that head jim coach jim leonard's got like buddies were around ready to party with them or, or celebrate or it, they were all back in town well what if chris
1: mcintosh didn't Know from Luke Fickle that he was one hundred percent going to take it.
3: Well then you let Jim Leonard okay, know, hey, I'm waiting on an answer from a guy. Here's
0: a you're not number one. Yeah, well here's a here's a comment from McIntosh on when he decided Fickle was the guy. Let's take a listen.
2: It was last week in which you know I had a chance to fully evaluate the candidates that were in consideration, including Jimmy. You know, we sat down with Jimmy uh, Monday afternoon for a few hours and uh, got a sense for what his vision was for this program. And uh, it was after that that uh, I was forced with, you know, making a really tough but important decision. And and, um, it was at that time that I realized Luke was the guy.
0: A little more. McIntosh says, though, Leonard knows how UW works. Fickle's approach is similar uh, to what they can overcome with lack of institutional
2: memory. And in this case, an internal choice understands the culture, understands what the DNA of this place is. And um, that's usually a head start. That's usually a big asset. And I think what's so rare about, once I got to know Luke, what's so rare about the opportunity that led us together is uh, someone who believes in the same things, someone who believes in what this experience should be for a team and for the development of young men
3: huh so he knew Monday night or Tuesday the, 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 before the Minnesota game right, yeah, and you didn't let Jim letter know I'm
0: offering the position to Luke Fickle one more. he says he made the best hire for the future of the program.
2: you know hiring from within hiring external the starting point for me was making the decision that's best for this program and and that's I mean that's the start and end to it.
3: And Like I said, I'm not faulting the decision. I'm faulting your communication. Like, Let the guy know I've offered the job to somebody else because he didn't know. It's
1: tough. He put himself out there. He definitely put himself out there because if Luke Fickle leaves in, we'll say, two years or three years or Luke Fickle fails in Madison... And Chris McIntosh was the guy that didn't communicate to the best of his abilities with Wisconsin guys that were already on staff that a lot of people believe to be, you know, coaches in waiting. He's probably not going to have a job much longer as the athletic director. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, this is uh, like he put himself out here. This is is all in. This is a I need a wheelbarrow to carry around my set of balls right now and move like this. This is what it is. It could come up snake eyes on you. you, you but get, you
1: know what? Man. There, Yeah, you could be upset with how he handled it, but I love it. I I love the all-in. Like, yeah. we've never had a Wisconsin program where they've been, quote-unquote, all-in in college football. And I hate... I hate when people say, yeah, but we do it the right way. We do it. You don't think there's some controversies that happen at Wisconsin that people don't look the other way. You don't think there's been some times they've bent the rules. Yeah, it might be cleaner than another program, but come on. This is a dirty game. You know that when you get in it, let's stop being like we're holier than others. Oh, totally.
0: Totally. I mean, this this McIntosh, Wisconsin guy, obviously, this is so far from a Wisconsin move, though. I mean, this is why I love it, too. Did you you got to piss some people off along the way. Was it not? Just, we need
1: to run a clean damage program. Was Jimmy Leonard. We you know we we have to have high standards for students to get into school. You know, we we have to uh yeah. We're we're going to we're going to have good scholar athletes, good character kids and we're going to you know, it's all the same stuff but it's like guess what? That doesn't win. Yeah. Like you can be decent to a point, but if you really want to compete with the big boys and win championships, you have to go all in. You have yep. to spend money. You have
0: to bend rules. Like, yep. All right, Ma, I'm for it. I'm, I'm for it too. It's, you feel bad for Jim Hunter, but I'm for it. Let's see here. call in line one. Good
4: morning, Harry from the North Side, the King of the North. What's up there? I told you, and you wouldn't believe me. Not even young Ben Kenny, <laughs> Leonard, from the boys from Westport, the guys who write the checks. But asked to see when I knew Leonard, the boys from Westport told me this.
0: Uh, I, want, I want to be in a meeting of the minds at uh, Athens see, Bar and You Hill. need
4: to come and meet with us. I need to an go.
0: invitation. I gotta, I gotta get invited.
4: You're always invited. Okay, cool. I'll buy the first round, I uh, think and you I'll need buy to. the second, third, fourth round. Done. Let me tell you this I sat there, and you know what? And the first thing I knew was the boys said, We're asked to give more money. Were asked to give more money as a boosters to the UW, and they told me this is this is interesting to These guys are all part of my football crew, okay? Yeah, yeah. All these guys well, make. I no want them all, Terry. I want to
0: the I want the I like I like the illusion or the my, the mystery of it all. Okay.
4: Well, like I told you it's a conspiracy Monday, which is the truth from their <laughs> opinion. Yeah, you can laugh all you I'm want. Not, no, not laughing at you, Terry. I'm just laughing at Conspiracy Leonard Monday. Was never in the conversation. You can believe it. The boys around the Thanksgiving dinner, all this and that. He was told everything. Pat him on the back. Kiss him on the cheek. Give him a hug. He was never in the conversation. He was number four on the list. And the MacIntosh did everything he could to keep him happy. do, do everything he could. Because he had three other choices who went to other programs. Demon. When they agreed to the financial situation with, the, with our gentleman from Cincinnati, when they, when they upped his salary to $7.9 million or whatever the hell well, it was, oh yeah. then he signed the dotted line and McIntosh made the agreement. And he, what you, you guys all off was, you were invited to the Thanksgiving dinner. All I never, got, I never got
0: the you. invitation. I you
4: know, must be lost I'm in the mail. See, here's where you talk about the old inside sources. But I knew from the day when the, my boys said, we need to increase our donations. Tickets are going to go up. These little seats are going to go up. Your donations to buy a seat are going to go up. Because this program is going to need the money to go out. And the assistant coach's salaries are going to go up. And they're going to need the money to do it. And the problem is, you guys, even, even including you to an extent, what? a bunch of old hometown boys who sit around the Thanksgiving Day table. I thought we weren't invited. Flag. Dave, you know what? As much as we're hated, Dave and Minona and myself. I love you guys. I know, but the callers do. You know what? Because you're all a bunch of damn homers. You don't think outside the box. And I knew Leonard was not going to be hired. I knew it from day one. I'd have been $1,000 on it. And that's and why it's every, ter- oh. every one of you guys said, oh, he's guaranteed the job. Yeah, I totally my thought dollar. he was. Totally thought it. But, Terry, well, I mean, my biggest question is, if
1: if Jim Leonard was fourth on the list, can you tell me who the top three were?
4: Deion yeah, Sanders, Trent program. Delfer, Luke who, Fickle. Who went to the other programs? The guy that went to LSU? Right. The guy that, uh, I'm sorry, I can't think of the names right now. I'm, I, I apologize for that. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Kelly?
0: I like I like the I like the mystery. Or Brian of it Kelly? All. I like the mystery of it all, Tara.
4: No, not Brian Kelly. Um the the guys that were just recently hired. There were there were two others. Hugh Freeze?
3: Matt Rule? Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, Hugh Freeze was not on that list.
0: Tara, Luke okay, Fickle. Well, you, though, don't you, Tara, that, ask, you don't know that. I'll run all right. All I ask all I asked that. is to get a meeting to the mensa to the the Westport Club at Athens. That's all I want.
4: I just want I just want to Evo. I just want to sit
0: on the I don't even have to be in the inner circle. I just want to be outside I'll get you guys drinks. I just want to hear a little bit.
4: People, you need to take off your red hat That's and hat. put on your black hat. It's black hat. I have a black hat on right now. Too. See, this is where when I talk to you guys about only Wisconsin sports, and I course. repeat what I'm told. Yeah. And these are the guys that give the money to the program. Yeah.
0: I gotta get in this meeting, Terry. I'm there next time. Okay, you whatever. have
4: to, brother. I keep telling you that. What time? Ta- what time? Like what? Like, what time? like, what ta- I, like I can make
0: it work. Like what time do you guys? Is, are you guys like an early bird special? Are you like a happy hour? Yeah. Uh,
4: I don't right think Right after I, your show, eleven o'clock.
0: Jeez, I'm, t- I'm working.
4: All right, I'll, I'll make it work. All right, Terry. We need to. You got my number. Give me a call.
0: You got it. You got it, homie. Terry, we I love you.
4: Matt, um Leonard was never on the list. You got it, Terry. Quote, unquote. Move aside.
0: Move aside. Ripley's that Believe It nice. or Not. This is Terry's Believe It or Not. We love you, Terry.
4: You, you can believe it or not. He hasn't hired. Am I correct?
0: Yeah, he was passed over. You are, you are correct.
4: Passed over by... Uh, passed over. And why? Because he was never on the list. I hope I pissed a bunch of you, bunch of homers off. Hope you take your red... Hell hell yeah. red coats and I sneakers. love this. Stir it
0: up, Terry. No, My wait. man, hell yeah, Terry. We love you, buddy.
4: I love you. Go Cubs, mate.
0: And if Terry pissed you off, please call him at six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Let yep. him know. It is pretty amazing. Let him how know. A guy
3: goes from I will hire him for one year to he was never on the list.
0: Well, RJ, you're just not in the Westport Brainiac Club, okay? Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, who's this? Hey, it's Kyle. Hey, what's up, brother? What's going on? Hey, can we can we take a second here and think about this? Like, if Jim Leonard gets hired, everybody in Wisconsin's okay with it. We go a couple of years, it's bad. We get a couple of years where it's good, and then we go right back to bad again. <laughs> can we just say, like, we're freaking excited for once. That it was somebody in Wisconsin finally made a damn move. Yes. I'm. I'm like, come on, man. This I'm is awesome. Stoked. This is great. This is a home run hit, dude. This is, this is like Barry Bonds went up there and hit a grand slam on the home run chase. You know, it's absolutely. Sad. You know, like, I like the like. If Leonard got hired, I would have been okay with it. Like, okay, whatever. He's a Wisconsin guy. Everybody likes him, whatever. But Wisconsin finally went out and made a damn move. Like, no other sports team in Wisconsin knows how to do this. Yeah, like, I'm excited. I'm pumped, dude. I, I'm I'm ecstatic. Absolutely. It's a, it's Kyle. Right? It's a Kyle. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, dude. Don't be a stranger. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Thank you. You got it, brother. Have a good one. And go Badgers. You too. Hell yeah. Go All right. back. All right, we're hitting break. God bless America. I want I wanted someone pissed off at Terry. I wanted someone pissed. 608 321 67. Are you pissed at Terry? <laughs> Jim Leonard was never even in the conversation. But he
3: Earlier in the year, he said he was, but he'd rather have him for one year. Then, just in that phone call, he said he was number four, also said five, and never was on the list. I don't, like... I don't know where his information's coming from, but it's coming from all over the it's place. It's coming
0: from the Westport Mensa Club. No, I
3: know, but like, like maybe it's his own thoughts that are getting in his way of Terry, what he's trying to say. Do you guys meet at?
0: Is it Athens? Is it Willows? It depends on if Athens is open or not. He's always said that. It, yep, Sundays and Mondays. Yeah. Athens, you know, closed up. Yep. But Willows. Oh, I go to Willows once in a while. Let's just say if oh, that's yeah. where the meetings at the mines. Woo! There's a, a good there's a stomping ground right there eclectic crew. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's a good spot for it.
1: It is. No one would ever see it coming. That's true.
0: Man, it is a flurry on the phone lines today. I love it. And Terry, our guy, the king of the north, I love the content that you provide with the Westport Booster Club. That's what I'm talking about, baby. I hope one day to get in on that meeting of the minds, the brain trust, the Mensa Club, the Brainiacs. All right, Nellie. All right, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, uh, giving us good news. Uh, I, I think it's good news because I want Aaron Rodgers to play. I want Aaron Rodgers to play until the Packers are officially hit zero point zero zero a chance of making the playoffs. Right? Same as you. Like even if there's a point oh one percent chance of the Packers making it, I still want Aaron Rodgers to play. Yourself.
1: Correct. That's the exact same boat that I'm in. And for me personally, that's one more loss. So, I mean, (laughs) in all seriousness, we could see Jordan Love against the Los Angeles Rams in, what is that,
0: three weeks? Yeah, because it's Bears, by, yeah, Rams. Uh, And the the thing that, and Rowdy said this yesterday and I was thinking about it this morning, the thing that confuses me the most is people, a lot of people saying, Packers need to go full on tank and get us that higher draft pick. Right now, if the season ended today, Rowdy, where do the Packers sit for the draft pick? Eighth overall. Eighth. Eighth. That's that's the highest pick since,
1: was it 2005?
0: Yeah, Rogers' rookie year.
1: Because just, remember just in 20, what was that, 2018 after that, uh, the last season of Mike McCarthy? Yeah. The falling out between McCarthy and Rogers and that terrible Green Bay team? Yeah. They selected Rashawn Gary 12th overall.
0: Yep, yep. Um, I can't wait for the Packers to get a top 10 draft pick just to them to take a offensive or a defensive lineman and for people to freak out all over again of not taking a wide receiver or something. But here's what I don't understand. People want the Packers to go full on tank mode, get that higher draft pick. But then after what we saw Jordan Love do against the Eagles, a lot of people saying, oh my God, Jordan Love, incredible. Look what he did, 6-9. Uh, you got a touchdown. Just crushing it. Look at the throws. The ball was crisp. It was beautiful. All right, so... If you want the Packers to full on tank, but you think Jordan Love gives you the better option of playing, why the hell then do you want Jordan Love to be playing? Like, have you figured that out yet, Rowdy from the Cheeseheads? No, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I want Rogers to play, and until the fat lady singing, I want Rogers out there playing, and the fat lady singing about the end of the playoffs. Now, yesterday, did you see uh, last night? It was a
1: Ben Kenny tweet.
0: Oh, uh I did not. Well Ben Kenny tweets a lot every night. Which 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 of the thirty was it? It was uh about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I think I did see something. Aaron like Rodgers
1: is so hellbent on playing through fifteen injuries while his team is four and eight because he knows Jordan Love is that good. If Aaron Rodgers sits for a few weeks. Love lights it up and the Packers work to move Rodgers and make Jordan Love the starter moving forward. Just a thought from Ben Kenny.
0: Wow. He's saying like, not saying I see this as the truth but just a thought. I am looking at it right now. Wow. I um, Ben does hate Aaron Rodgers. Like we know that as a fact. Do you, uh, Brody, do you think money comes into play too? Rodgers the,
1: the Well, I think the biggest thing for me is Aaron Rodgers knows that his career is is coming to an end. Yeah. He knows he's doesn't have much time left and he knows that this season is is coming to a quick end mm-hmm. and there is still a chance to make it. Yeah. I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers, if they lose their ninth game, say, say it's even this weekend to the bears. I feel like he steps aside and says, you know what? Yeah. Jordan love can start off. I'm going to get healthy. This season is over for us. Yeah, I, I do think he does that as a, as a quarterback and as a person, I don't think he's going to, you know, just try and hold on to the job to stay in front of Jordan love. I just think he still firmly believes that they have a chance to make the playoffs and this is his window. He knows that his window is closing. He's not ready to give up on that window until it's officially closed. Yeah, He's not a
0: quitter. Well, how about this? Here's Rogers on the Pat McAfee show. Uh got no- good news from the MRI. Uh just a quick little comment for Rogers. Well, we're not eliminated.
1: Uh I got good news with the scans yesterday. So, I plan on playing this week.
0: Okay. There's a still uh, Roddy, you just said, we're not eliminated. Here's one more from Rogers. Asked why he should be playing against the Bears or the final 5 games. You know, we're not eliminated. We got a chance to run run the last five and and uh, see where we stand after that.
4: So that's the focus for me. Uh, you know, I might miss practice uh, Wednesday. would not be a full contributor, but that's kind of been standard for the last, I don't know, six, seven weeks.
1: Go to my uh, one of my favorite places to play down in Chicago and hopefully, you know, get a big win, get into the bye week, get healthy, and see where we can get to.
0: Again, Rodgers had meant twice right there. We're not eliminated. There's still a chance. Rattle off some wins. See what happens.
1: Now, if they lose to the Bears this weekend, they have their nine losses. They're done. Yeah, For all intents and purposes, they're done. If Aaron Rodgers still continues to want to play, then maybe I'll get on board with the Ben Kenny tweet. The The fact that he doesn't want Jordan Love playing to show anything. But then you know who else I would look at after they're eliminated after Aaron Rodgers said what he said. If they continue to trot an injured Aaron Rodgers out there in meaningless games where they're already eliminated, my public enemy number one, Matt Lafleur. Oh, Matt Lafleur! LaFleur. Again, he's in charge. Matt Lafleur. He's the head coach. He's essentially the offensive coordinator. I mean, he calls the plays.
0: Yeah.
1: It it, wouldn't it be on him at that point saying, "Hey." Aaron, we gave you enough opportunity. We were officially eliminated. You're banged up. We're going, going with Jordan Love. I feel like that comes down to the head coach again. Aaron Rodgers might not like
0: it, but you may not the like season's, it, but the season's it. over. Yeah,
1: Like if they were to lose to the Bears, and I, I really do think Aaron Rodgers would probably go on IR and not play again the rest of the season. Yeah. I don't see him trying to suck it up. Being banged up, looking awful, no, it's, just
0: continuing to play the last
1: four games.
0: So check this: even if the Packers pull off the miracle of you know winning out the last five games, that still only is a forty-five percent chance of making the playoffs.
1: Hey, I was right then. Yeah. I said if they lose, if they win out, it's probably about a 50-50 yeah, shot. That's Forty-five percent.
0: Uh, they said nine and eight, the Packers would have no better than a coin flip chance of being in the playoff field. So there you go. A 45% chance. College football playoffs. The selection committee put in the, some new rankings out. What do you got for me, brother?
1: Yeah, so the new top 10 coming in at number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, TCU. Number four, USC. And then five through 10, Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Clemson, and Kansas State. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I love what the college football playoff committee has done here. They moved TCU up into the top three. They moved USC ahead of Ohio State into that fourth slot. It just shows you if TCU and USC win, they're in. Yep. That's that's going to be our top four. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. I think that is that is a great thing for college football because think it's about it. a breath
0: it. of fresh air.
1: You got three huge brands in. If, if they all win, three huge brands. Georgia, obviously out of the SEC. Michigan out of the Big Ten. And USC out of the Pac-12. And then you kind of have your Cinderella and TCU. Yep. But if TCU and USC both lose, you have Ohio state sitting there at five and Alabama sitting there at six. You would imagine that they probably just move those two right up to three and four. Could you imagine a playoff being one V four is Georgia versus Bama two V three is Michigan state or sorry, Michigan versus Ohio state. That would be pretty wild too. Now the only thing that I kind of, Raise an eye at a little bit is yeah I think I I do think both TCU and USC win so I think we're gonna have that top four but if they both lose the Ohio State Michigan Georgia Alabama that's gonna be a rating bonanza <laughs> but I can't believe they moved a ten and two Alabama ahead of a ten and two Tennessee for their final yeah. one before Tennessee beat them straight up yeah they yeah like. Ten- Tennessee, they took, beat they took them the goalposts. To both teams the, have two losses. Yeah, well, I find that a little weird. Well, you think it's just because it's the name? I think it's the name with Alabama, yeah. and I also think because Hendon Hooker, the really good quarterback for Tennessee is hurt yeah he's done for the year yeah. he's not playing so i I think that's probably why they gave the nod to Alabama where they'd rather see Alabama in that uh top four if some crazy stuff were to happen but I'm excited i I feel like for the first time we're not having to really deal with two SEC teams or is the big Ten really going to get a team in because remember Ohio State missed one year when they only had like what was it one loss yeah i <laughs> I'm glad, I'm kind of glad that on the outside looking in, it's Bama and Clemson, because doesn't it just feel like the last decade Bama and Clemson has played in so many different college football playoffs and national championships? I'm glad that it's a little different flavor. I'm glad that USC is back in it. The last time we saw legit big time USC teams was Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush. And that
0: was a long time ago. What a game, too. That's that was 15 plus years ago. Oh, do you want to see a TCU kind of do it and get in there little darling? I'm fine with it. Or do you think they get in there and end up like getting exposed?
1: I think, uh, I think
0: TCU, I mean, now I would like to see, see it just for, I don't want to say chaos, but just something different. Max Duggan is a really good
1: quarterback and TCU has found ways to win games. They might not be the most impressive team, but I feel like at, at 12 weeks into a season, I'm just I'm just kind of sick and tired of all the Alabamas, yeah, so am I. the
0: the Clemsons or even the Ohio State. How would you feel when a Cincinnati was in there? Uh, you know, let's throw back to Luke Fickle when a Cincinnati was in there. were you like, okay, let's go, or it's like, man, are they should be even to be in there? Well, I
1: feel like when you look at the college football like rankings, I always feel like there's probably six to eight teams that feel like they're worthy or that should have a shot. That's why. I, Me personally, I hope they expand it to six or eight teams.
0: Yeah, totally. Because
1: I feel like, like right now, I could make an argument that Alabama's the best team in college football, and they're sixth.
0: Yeah.
1: Or how many times in a simulation, if Alabama played and there was a six-team playoff, do you think the number six seed Alabama would win? There's probably probably a a number of times. It's not like it would be like one or two times. Yeah. So I get it. And I mean, we've seen where Alabama was sitting there left out and they still made the, the college football playoff. And then with like Tua, they won the national championship. Yeah, I get it. But overall, I, I, I kind of like when you get the TCUs of the world or it's a little bit different flavor. Like, yeah, Michigan was there last year, but Michigan hasn't been, you know, like a national championship type team for a while. Yeah. Same thing with USC TCU. Never. Yeah. I like the I like the shakeup. I, like
0: I love the shakeup because it gives you some, uh, you know, a little different. Rooting interest. I think it gives you hope as a Wisconsin Badger to- team. Yes, totally. Like, the yes. fact that TCU,
1: I know they play in the big 12, which is softer than the big 10. You don't have to go through Ohio state and Michigan. You still technically have Oklahoma and Texas, but they're not back. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. I think it gives you hope, especially bringing in a Luke Fickle. Seeing that you know USC was was down for 10, 15 plus years, they're all of a sudden back. TCU uh, with Sonny Dykes can go from being like a a decent team to a college football sure. team. I, I, I like what we're seeing here, right. and, and I hope USC and TCU both win because you know what? Let's go. Even though the ratings would be, I'm sure, no phenomenal for Georgia and Bama and Michigan, Ohio State. I want to see yeah. a bunch of different teams. Ratings. Right, Mike Jocks, Jocko, coming Caleb up. Williams is fun. Yeah, he, yeah. That kid's amazing. <laughs> so, All talking right. soccer, they beat Iran, and let's be honest, they scored two goals. I, I know I'm not a soccer guy, but you explain offsides. Did you see the angle? That, it was the that dumbest v- what is call. It, what is it? V-A-R. V-A-R.
0: Well, it's science. Science is going to help us. Well, it was like angled. They angled it. It's uh, You literally can see on the pitch, the field, how the grass is mowed. There, It goes, it's like a light green stretch of grass and then a darker green stretch of It's like perfect lines. And you can literally see that Weah was on sides. And this V-A-R nonsense... Well, it's science is going to help us science. It's the dumbest stuff I've ever heard. It's it's a robbery. Well, you could see on the field yeah. that where, how it was well, cut, it's science. You can't question this.
1: They, he clearly wasn't off sides. But then when, if you watch the VAR image that they showed, yeah. it's clearly from a different angle, not on a straight angle. That's why it looked like he might be slightly off sides. I mean, it's not like FIFA isn't corrupt or anything.
0: It's the it's the dumbest VAR. It's, let's go to the technology to go look. It's science. Well, if it's that kind of science, that dumbass Fauci's running it, but dude. It I, doesn't even work. I mean, just
1: watching those three games, I think it was clear as day the United States was a top-two team in that group. Yes, totally. Like they were clearly better they took it to England than Wales. Yeah. They were clearly better than Iran and they played England really tough. Yeah, totally. Like watching those the Wales and the Iran game, they dominated the time of possession and you know the the number of control with the ball. Like Wales and without a stupid penalty, United States wins that game. Yeah, totally. And they easily could have won this Iran game at two to nothing, if not more.
0: Yeah. They should have had two goals minimum that VAR. I still
1: don't understand why if you're attacking and you're controlling the, the, the soccer ball and you're keeping it on the Iran side of the field. Why with like 10, 15 minutes left, would you go into the the, prevent defense and just try and
0: I, I don't get it. It's the same thing in the NFL. It's like, can you ever figure out prevent and defense? And why like, teams go to prevent and defense? And then all of a sudden, they're just getting throttled. Well, like, it's think like, about, It's the same concept. Like, how, why do you
1: do that? How many, how many, sh- like, real shots do you think that Iran had in the first 75, 80 minutes? I,
0: like, I, two or three? The United States goalkeeper got his first save, like, middle of the second period. Like, half. yeah, like they might have
1: had, like, two or three shots at the net yeah. in the first. 75, At 80 the end, minutes. they gave them
0: some opportunities. But that's the
1: thing. It's like the last 15, 20 minutes, they were just pelting shots because you were, yeah,
0: you were because you trying. Were, yeah. uh, Pulisic, though, uh, let's see here. Uh, Rowdy, the USA had 12 shots. Five of them were on target. Iran had four shots with one being on target. So, I mean, they, they were dominating, uh, USA. But then they went to their uh, little prevent kind of defense. And you're like, what are you, what are you, why? It made it tense. But yep, USA is advancing to take on the Netherlands. And now the this Netherlands is a very exciting game.
1: Netherlands is the eighth-ranked team in the world. Yeah, they're
0: they're good. They're so good they're squad.
1: clearly better than the United States. So you're gonna have to bone me up on the FIFA World Cup rules. So <laughs> if the United States can play the Netherlands to a tie, do they go to extra
0: time? Yep, extra time. And then is there's it? There's two. There's two lesser halves of extra time, and then if they're still tied, then it goes to shootouts.
1: Okay, so they do do a shootout. Because wasn't it for the longest time and they just played it out?
0: No, they would go – initially it was called golden goal. Whoever scored first, then it would be over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it went to, uh, I think the silver goal. That's where then you would play uh, the two halves, or you just play one – I forget the exact way it went, but then they said two halves, two lesser halves, then a shootout.
1: I think that actually, I think that benefits the Americans.
0: Oh, yeah. If if you're. If you go to a shootout,
1: yeah. Like. America where you can kind of pressure a little bit just from what I've watched in the roughly three games that I've watched. If you can pressure a little bit and attack, and and kind of keep that ball on the other team's side of the field where they're not as much as of a threat to score on you and you are young and you have fresh legs. I'm thinking if you're playing a Netherlands team, if you can at least do that and take a, a, a tie and then get it to the, the, Shootout. Yeah. I feel like that gives you your best shot to win. I feel like United States can't play some of these top teams in the world, be offensive and win like one to nothing or two well, to they one. They don't
0: have as much skill That's as That's what some I'm the saying. Yeah. So it's like I feel like The other guys are more technical.
1: If they had a golden goal where it was just first goal to win, yeah, I feel like they would never have a shot.
0: So uh USA when they played England England's the fifth team in the world, and I would make the argument that USA I would give the edge to the United States of America over England. Uh, Just because of how they had their chances, and England, I don't know if they looked down on the USA and and thought they're lesser of them than the competition. I don't know, but England was the fifth ranked, is the fifth ranked team in the world. The Netherlands are the eighth ranked team. So, I mean, if you go by the rankings, you look how USA did against, you know, England. They're the fifth team. The Netherlands are the eighth ranked team. Netherlands very technical squad though. They got a lot of really skillful players. USA is just going to have to. I mean, USA is the I think the third youngest team in the World Cup. So you're going to have to rely on a lot of youth and guys that really have never been in those moments before. But they found a way to get to the knockout round. I'm telling you, the one thing that I need from watching soccer
1: the past week or so is the magical spray.
0: Oh, the magic spray is incredible, isn't it? It's like vaporized icy hot. I don't know what it is. Some guy's rolling around in pain, like he's gonna have his leg amputated. Some dude runs out with a uh, you know an orange vest and he sprays a little spray on him. All of a sudden, he's back up and he's chipper. He's ready to go. That's
1: the one thing I just, I still can't get over in soccer. It's just the, it's
0: the like acting. F- it's like flopping in the NBA. It's, you know, it's it, but flopping it's in soccer. way worse. I know. Like, especially we get some of these European dudes. Like they're all about the acting, acting. But yes. Um, I think you're going to see some divers with the Netherlands, too. So strap in. Can't wait. Strap in for it. Yep. But it's going to be Saturday, USA, so, Netherlands. And
1: this is also a single elimination now, right? Yep, so yep. You, you lose, you go home. Yep. You get What's back. the farthest United States has ever went? Because I know they made it into the knockout round with the Clint Dempsey-led team. But, man, that was, what, 2000. Uh, they made
0: the semifinals of the very first World Cup. Uh, I, I have to go look again. Uh, let's see here. Uh, but in recent memory, I'll go look. I know, I know in the first World Cup they made the semifinals, and they they went farther in the 90s. I'll have to go look. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Benjamin, let me ask you, brother. Have you been t- in tuning into the soccer a little bit? Did you watch USA yesterday? A little bit. I was working. No, I, I know. It was on, but did you have it on the studio? It was on. I, I was passively
5: looking at it. I don't have any strong takes except for the fact that USA almost... Gave up the lead when they put the MLS guys back in. Notice the fact that their starting eleven, as I said to start, had no MLS guys and they played well. As soon as the MLS guys came in, they stunk. See what I'm saying?
0: Not really, uh, Rowdy. The quarterfinals they made in 2002, where they lost to Germany zero to 0 one zero. Wasn't effect. Uh, other than that, a lot of round of sixteen, which is the knockout sort of knockout stage. The 1930 is when they made the semifinals, the first one. And then 2002. <laughs> 1930? 2002, they got to the quarterfinals, where they beat, they beat Portugal, drew South Korea, lost to Poland, then beat Mexico, then lost to wow. Germany. 72 years later. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, the biggest one, the, one of my favorite ones when they got to the round of 16 was 2010, uh, when Landon Donovan scored the game winner against Ghana. 2-1, to one, that was a badass one. Uh, ben and his MLS theory. Well, Ben, you're going to see some more MLS coming up on Saturday. See those guys get in for? USC's well, here's the
1: deal, Ben. It's not like they have a ton of talent that plays overseas. That so the majority of their team is probably MLS players.
0: Yeah, the no, guy that the guy no. that plays overseas was the biggest. Got his nutsack exploded. The whole starting eleven yesterday played overseas. Pol- every, every single one of them. Pulisic got his balls exploded. Did you see that? Uh, I did. Oh, you played baseball. You were a catcher, right? Yes. Did you ever take a fastball to the groin? Yes. Doesn't feel good. But I wore a cup. I. It still feels quite poor, I can't <laughs> confirm. Rowdy, you ever take one to the nuts on playing baseball?
1: Uh, I mean, it's not like it's just not baseball. Like a- I mean, there's a lot of other sports you could take one.
0: Yeah, well, I know you're a big baseball guy, but...
1: No, I never caught, so I... Oh, okay.
0: I I, was, I I caught and I took one to the nuts, did not wear a... Uh, a- a cup that day. yeah. I, I, I guess I would
1: say I was lucky for if you're talking about uh, wearing a, a cup and taking one, I never <laughs> took one probably full on.
0: <laughs> uh, I played soccer my whole life. I was punched in the nuts one time. That did not feel good. I never, never took a cleat or a ball to the, the sack though. But yeah, Christian Pulisic, he took a full on goalkeeper's knee. Uh, he has now a pelvic contusion. He's yeah, but
1: here's my thing with soccer. They actually so Much you can never I, tell. I, if it's I real can't or even not. tell. I don't even know if it was actually a thing. Well, I, he
0: was sent to the hospital, it was he was it was real. <laughs> he was hey, they're playing it up for a call. <laughs> yep, yeah, he, he he scored. Well, usually, Rowdy, when they score, they get up and then we realize nothing has happened to him. Polisic scored, and then he's literally riding around in pain for about five minutes until it dragged him out of there. And then he went to the hospital, but he did do the the classic thumbs up. Oh, we had a question here. Um, on the Twitch channel, Twitch.tv. Search my name, Ebo says. Hit the follow button. Our guy up in Lacrosse on WKTY, X-Ray Punk. He says, "Ebo, have you ever shotgunned a beer on air?" No, I have not. In fact, I don't think I've I've shotgunned a beer once, maybe twice in my life. Rowdy, have you ever shotgunned a beer? Yes, but not on air. Yeah, I've been. I, I swear, to got tw- two times probably I've ever shotgunned a beer in my life. Have I done copious amounts of beer bombs in my younger days? You bet your ass I have. Benjamin, have you ever shotgunned a beer? Hello? Benjamin? Yes. Oh, you have? I have. Have you done a beer bomb? Beer bomb for the lady? I have. Rowdy, you beer bombed? Yep. Should we get an in studio beer bomb? Nope. What do you mean? Oh, you'll never use it, Rowdy? I guess. I, mean, I think I am the only one that ever u- would use it. I guess.
1: I don't think I've. I don't think I've shotgun or beer bonged a beer since God,
0: it's been pre twenty seventeen. I would say the last time I did a beer bong was probably two thousand and eight, and the last time I shotgunned a beer was probably like twenty ten. It's been a while. It's been a while, and it'll be a while. Now the holiday beer that we're drinking from Potosi, This is a beer that you would enjoy. You don't shotgun it or beer bong. You just enjoy it. <sighs> like that. Hey, what also I enjoy is the amount of people globbing on. Now, every four years, people get really inspired and excited over the World Cup. You got to listen to what Charles Barkley had to say. You know, this is yesterday. Did you guys hear this at all from sort of Charles Barkley? Nope. Here is Charles. Uh, well, okay, Ben. Ben, all of a sudden, the soccer aficionado with his anti MLS stuff. Ben, are- it's just it, it's just smart. I don't know how else I can describe it. Well, you know uh, when they're playing Wales, most of the Wales team was, uh, like, levels below MLS. You know that, right? Yeah, it's better. Better than the MLS. <laughs> ben, are you getting in the soccer spirit, though? I mean, Christian Pulisic sacrifices balls for the United States of America. Does that get you inspired at all? Yeah. That's Very. <laughs> Here's Charles Barkley.
4: We're going for the, to the Netherlands. we opening up a can of whoop ass I get it! The Netherlands in trouble. Hey, hey Tyler, my man. Twelve. We going. We going on. Hey, I want Spain. I I want Spain. I want Brazil. I want Germany. I want France. Oh, they got that boy Mbappe over there. France. No no joke. But we gonna (laughs) beat the Netherlands. (laughs) I want
0: Spain. I want France because they got Mbappe. I want Germany. I want every powerhouse. Well, be careful what you wish for sometimes. Yeah,
1: last time I heard people talking like that, I might have actually been in the group. And <laughs> speaking of beer bonging and drinking beer, we might have been drinking heavily, and it also might have been around 2017, because that was when Wisconsin went 12-0. and yeah. Might have been chanting, we want Bama, and then couldn't <laughs> even beat Ohio State.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see, the king says Ben's just grumpy because the Philadelphia Union lost in the MLS Cup. He's been disenfranchised by the MLS when the Union lost to uh, L.A. And Gareth Bale, by the way, who scored the game-winning goal. So, uh, Ben Rowdy, I'm sure you've seen this. A lot of assistants coming over with Luke Fickle to the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, like Mike Tressel. Didn't Mike Tressel win assistant coach of the year? Yes, he did. Nice dropping. Uh, so a couple other uh, assistants coming with Luke Fickle here. Um, and Ben, I I don't know if you scoffed at it or what, but um maybe you didn't think of it as big deal as I did. The strength and conditioning coach coming over with fickle, that's gonna be a big thing, isn't it not? Yeah, it's important. No, it's it's expected. All these
5: guys following him is somewhat expected. The O. C. who I butcher his name consistently. That's fine. He's a candidate to be the Cincinnati head coach. We we'll got some time to figure it out. If he's not hired as the Cincinnati head coach, people have said that he will also join Fickle here.
0: What was the scuttlebutt on Kenny and Halpern last night besides you guys saying the Badgers will never win the Big Ten? Well, no, that was on Sunday night's reaction show. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh,
5: What realistic expectations are? Because Chris McIntosh and Luke Fickle talked about winning championships and they set the bar. Which championship? Well, that's the question. I personally think that if six years from now Luke Fickle does not win the Big Ten, I will not be calling for a new head coach. I guess where I stand is Luke Fickle is the perfect person to bring Wisconsin to its ceiling in the current age of college football. Yet once divisions go away and when USC joins and the new age of the Big Ten, I don't know if Big Ten titles are that ceiling. And if it turns out they're not, then I I don't think there's a better person to come in and do Wisconsin's uh, to be the head coach. There's also a scenario where they just winning the Big Ten is just not an attainable goal. I actually don't think that
1: a lot of people would be calling for Luke Fickle to be fired if they continuously went nine and three, ten and two, eleven and one, and were in the mix, kind of like where Paul Crist was 2000, what sixteen to nineteen. That's all I want from so him. I don't think then? people was... will be calling for him to be fired if in five years that's about where he gets it to. I think people are just upset that you went back to being a six and six, seven and five type team, and you are like this. This is gross. Obviously,
0: yeah, I agree with so that. So you had said you want, um, if I am trying to remember, but I think he's got tweet, a higher ceiling with you, his recruiting. I am trying to remember your tweet. We kind of did thirty tweets yesterday in twenty first. Um I am trying to remember. Yeah. Your, well, some are retweets, so we average out. You average out one tweet an hour, but minus the retweets, it was. You wanted Luke Fickle to get Wisconsin back to where Paul Chris had it pre-COVID.
5: Yep. Yeah, that's it. Teams that are that good.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. But I want, but I want, and I think Luke Fickle has a higher ceiling
5: based on recruiting. But in the new age of college football, uh, the new age of the Big Ten, if they go ten and two like Penn State did this year, it used to be good enough to get them to Indy. It might not because. Michigan could be 11 and 12 and 0. Ohio State could be 11 and 1. USC could be 11 and 1. Where you could go 10 and 2 again like Penn State did this year and not make it just cuz of how the structure is going to be going forward. So I if we realistically look at it, yeah, he could I would love 9 and 3, 10 and 2 seasons and then they make it into the playoff based off that, they don't come close to winning national titles in my opinion because of how great some of the Southern teams are, but that's perfectly acceptable for me. That like, that's where we are in college football.
0: (laughs) Yet G dub on Twitch is losing his mind. He goes, he goes, uh, what's the point of all this stuff? Then F a ceiling, all this talk of a ceiling. Stop. I told him, I told him to call in. We'll see if he does. It's college football. Like what's the point of all of it? Because the regular season
5: is electric.
0: Like, if you don't think you can you get to the Goswell playoffs with Luke Fickle, then why'd you hire him?
5: Because he could bring Wisconsin to its ceiling. But I don't know if Wisconsin's ceiling is winning the Big Ten. I don't know. I, I hope mean, you could do. say that with
0: everybody, though. Any hire. Any...
5: Well, at a school, like at a place like Wisconsin. like who, who? I think Luke Fickle,
1: if they decide to continue to spend money, which for right now, they're looking to shell out a lot of money for Luke Fickle and, and his team if they continue to do that in nil i don't think there's any reason why luke fickle shouldn't have a college football playoff appearance for wisconsin
5: yes as yes he can he can go into the 12 teamer but i think getting into the 12 team and competing for national titles is two separate propositions until they until they get a talent level good enough where more than 50 percent of their roster are four and five star recruits history has shown that you will not win a national title unless you meet that threshold. So if, the, if he's here for 10 for, years... The, the best way for Wisconsin to win a national title, and this sucks to say, but it's the realistic truth of the sport... Get dirty. Move to Ohio. Move to a state with better players. Like they, it, It's that simple to me.
1: If in 10 years, Luke Fickle never wins a college football or doesn't qualify for a college football playoff, doesn't win a national title but if the Wisconsin program as a whole continues to invest in the football program and NIL and are showing you that they're trying and you're still consistently a nine to 11 win team and yeah, maybe you broke through and beat Ohio state a few, you know, three out of 10 times in those 10 years, I would say I'm actually, I'm not disappointed. We finally, for the first time ever saw Wisconsin go for it. If, if they continue to do this, like how long have we sat here since Barry Alvarez got to Wisconsin and they're like, well, we're a blue collar school. We're going to do things the right way. You know, we we put a big emphasis on academics and blah, 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 blah. Well, and no one else was adhering to those type of standards. So you're already putting yourself behind the eight ball. As long as they kind of get on the same level as the quote unquote big boys spend money And with a Luke Fickle, who's arguably a top 10, 15 coach in college football. I would say at least they went for it. It's not like they were handcuffing themselves like they were for the past 30 years.
5: Yes, we are. I I truly believe we are going to see Wisconsin ceiling. We're going to see what that is. I I just don't know what that is. And I don't think it's the same as it was five years ago. Because five years ago, they could go 10 and 2. Make the big or uh, like 2019, uh, they were they went 10 and two. They went to the Big Ten title. If they won that game, they're probably in the playoff. Say the same thing about 2017. Up until the second half
0: happened against Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, you
5: can maybe say the same thing about 2016. This that structure is gone, or it's going to be gone after 2023. So. In the future, what is their ceiling in this new world? I don't know what it is. Luke Fickle is going to bring them
0: to that. I just don't know if it's the same as it was. G-Dub has a question for you. He goes, what do you mean at a, quote-unquote, at a place like Wisconsin? What does a place like Wisconsin, quote-unquote, mean? A school in a state without top-tier
5: talent. And geographically separated from states with top-tier talent. No,
0: I know it's individuals but at one point a couple of years ago the top 5 highest paid linemen were from Wisconsin.
5: Yeah, and all their top tier talent is linemen. But to win in college football, you need unbelievably More than fast and, and athletic and great receivers, running backs, tight end, quarterback, defense. Like they'll always have great linemen or highly rated linemen, but can like I I wonder if a if a Big 10 title winner could be built you know, at, at a place I like mean, how, Wisconsin.
0: Uh, I think it was just earlier this season you had, what, it was, no, I know Russell Wilson's a little different, but it was Russell Wilson and J- uh, Jonathan Taylor up for their respected teams uh, for a Thursday night football game. And before that, it was like you had, the, you know, the running backs in there. You had, you know, James White, and you had, uh, like, the top five linemen I was just talking about, you got J.J. Watt. You have T.J. Watt now, who is, you know, leading the NFL in sacks. So you have you have all these pieces, but I guess they don't ever come together at the same time. You need the perfect storm of them all to come together.
5: Yeah, I, it'd be great if a, another Jonathan Taylor walked through the door.
0: Like how many times do you see a guy that went to Wisconsin they're highlighting him as being the best at what he does in the NFL? It's just they're always spaced out.
5: Yes, it's rarely the wide receiver position. Yeah, I mean,
0: you can't. Well, <laughs> that's true. But you've you you you've seen it, right? You've seen in the NFL them seeing like, look at how much talent comes out of the school. But
5: it's also like look at Michigan. They just beat Ohio State. Blake Corum arguably the best running back in the country. Yet, he went down, and guess who they have right behind him? A five-star running back, Donovan Edwards. And he comes in, runs for 200 yards. Yeah. That's what I mean, where where you need that level of talent where just your entire roster is filled with them, where if an injury happens... So you need another uh,
0: clip once you reload, or once you enter the clip, you need another one. Yeah, another top guy comes in. And, like,
5: Fickle's gonna bring good talent here. They're going to be really good. I'm excited for the future. I just, I can't say the future means certain things because of how much things have changed in the sport. Like if Fickle came in in 2013 or 14, yeah, I'd say Wisconsin could win the Big Ten a couple times, but things have changed. All I'll leave it with is if they spend the money
1: and they, they continue to dive into paying coaches top dollar or at least as much as they've ever paid an NIL and Luke fickle has the ability to go out and recruit like he is, even if they don't win a national championship, but we consistently see 10 and two 11 and one, like at least on the verge, those were some pretty fun fricking years and a hell of a lot better than watching this whatever six you want to call it, six and six crap bag team.
5: Exactly. So Dub asks, then why do we care if they're not winning a national title? Well, they never really have. But if you bring so, in Luke Fickle
1: and you don't go all in, don't short them. Why?
3: Don't why did em. you
5: bring them in? Because then to, it doesn't matter. Well, Wisconsin to, basketball want a title in the 40s too. Don't short them. To answer his question, why? Because of what Nelson just said. Going 11 and one. And beating teams that are geographically close to you and still having a hope of maybe you win one game and then things happen because it's fun because that's what the sport is. It's not the NFL where everything is very uniform and you know what it takes to win a Super Bowl. College football is different, and that's why I like it more.
0: And there it is. And that's Ben's last word. Something like that. I've been getting a lot of hate on Twitter. Wow. The sun rises every morning, too. It's fine. Yeah.
5: There was also one Packers tweet that I just like threw out there. Oh, Bill, we
0: uh, made fun of that this morning. When Bill and I were talking about it. Or and the, your, your Jordan Love Aaron, Rodger, or Jor- Aaron Rodgers thing. People
5: thought it was having a take. It, it was just a conspiracy theory. We brought it up out. earlier today. We talked
0: about it. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's, that's true. That's when we counted all your tweets you had. Oh. <laughs> Roddy's like, did you see Ben's tweet? I'm like, which one? He tweets a lot. Yeah. So I went back and counted. No, I don't think that's true. I just You're threw- just like stirring it up. I just threw it out there and people have gone crazy. Well, it's the internet, you know. Someone called you the biggest loser on the internet a couple days ago. Our guy beers and tacos. I've gotten that before. <laughs> Ugh, I love Twitter. Would
1: Twitter. you rather be called a loser,
0: the biggest loser on the internet, the biggest loser
1: on the internet, or someone coming right up to you, to your face, two middle putting fingers. a middle
5: finger and telling you to go f off? Ah, oh, both. Both are terrific.
0: I like the I like the in person touch, like. If, like I get a lot of smack talk on Twitter. I'd prefer if you came up to my face and said it to my face. Yeah, I'm not then g- I
1: would respect you for I'm it. I'm not gonna lie, Ben. Reading the you guys are the biggest losers on Twitter. If, I I chuckled. Oh, the internet. I chuckled, but
0: seeing the "f
1: you, Ben Kenny" in person, I died laughing.
0: Like I get all kinds of haters that like in my mentions. Like I think you're, and they're always fake accounts. I think you're a loser. <laughs>